0: This is the Man in a Room podcast. This is Man in a Room. It is a podcast. Get off that horse and drink that milk, this is the Man in the Room podcast, how's it going? Uh, got fine here, nothing really much to report. Um, well, apart from here to record another episode, that's pretty much all you need to know really, isn't it? But anyway, um, I had a really weird sort of flashback from my childhood, and I just want to just share it with you, because it's just one of those weird sort of memories that just went boop, and there it was. So years ago i used to go to school that might shock some of you but i used to go to school and i remember we used to get these sort of traveling shows and i don't mean like ones that sell like potions and all that kind of stuff like the elton john song um but they just basically like a, a drama group who basically con schools into saying like right if you want to give us some money we'll educate and entertain all the kittywinks. winks it'll be great yeah on this kind of thing right it used to happen quite a bit, it used to happen at the youth club as well, and uh, they used to like, educate you about drugs, and uh, all the other bits, and p- it was mainly drugs, they used to teach us about, um, and I remember one actually, uh, I think it was like a, an ex-police person or whatever, basically said, if all this stuff wasn't illegal, she'd probably give it a go, I was like, hmm, so uh, yeah, that's that's good advice for some impressionable teenagers, but anyway, the one I want to talk to you about specifically was the time a bus parked in on the playground outside one of the blocks at school on the classroom blocks, and uh, I remember, oh, there's a there's a big bus that shouldn't use that's not usually there. This is where we usually play football or basketball or netball or whatever. This is the place where we all stand around and chat. There's now a ruddy great big bus. What's this ruddy great big bus doing here? And there's sort of like speculation of what it was. Ooh, this is exciting, isn't it? And uh, it turned out that it was a Jesus bus. Now, I'll get on to my relationship with religion in a bit, because, you know, it's best not to start off. It's too strong. But basically, what it was, was a bunch of wide-eyed, enthusiastic born-again Christians trying to convert the masses, or the children of the masses, to try and go to God. And uh, I just remember it, it, everyone has been really excited about the Jesus bus. I was like, really? Uh, okay. So uh, each week we'd have to do uh, RS or RE, depending. I think I, it was RE until I went to high school. Then it was RS uh, when I got to high school. Basically religious studies. And it's basically a time where we'd all sit around getting told about different religions and why it's important to believe in God. And, you know, if you don't believe in God... This is what's going to happen to you. Um, and there's the different versions of hell. Like, you know, you have the, the horrible hell, the good hell, all, this, all that kind of stuff. And basically, the I wouldn't say the the fire and brimstone part of religion. But I would say that it was one of those things where they were just trying to... I don't, actually, you know, I don't know why they were teaching us about this stuff. I genuinely don't. And um, I'm not going to get on a soapbox about that. Because I went through years of RE and RS. And I made my mind up pretty quickly. But anyway... Um, so, what it was uh, during your RE lesson that week, uh, if the bus was still there, you got to go on the bus. Ooh, exciting stuff! They gave out free leaflets and Bibles and all that kind of stuff, and it's very exciting. Um, and you know, it's just uh, one of those things. Like it was just, I think, at school, anything out of the norm is interesting. You know, so it like, oh, Jesus bus, Jesus bus. So um, I, I went to my RE lesson. And yeah, I will be honest. I think at that point, I probably had a reputation of not really—let me rephrase that—not believing in God, you know, out and proud atheist. You know, like, yep. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm not one of those ones that sort of say, "Oh, you shouldn't believe in God. You shouldn't believe in anything." No, that's not, I'm not one of those people. I say, live and let live. You know, if you want to, be- as long as you're not harming anybody and you want to believe in a God, go ahead. It's no skin off my nose. I'm not going to try and convert you uh, to try and be, you know, not believe. And I appreciate if you reciprocate by not trying to convert me to believe because it's, you're basically just wasting your time. But anyway, so um, it's like, yeah, hey, RE, let's get on the Jesus bus. Yeah. Um, so I was like, yeah, OK, cool. So we stood outside. And there was like another class uh, or another group of students on the bus at the time when it was my my turn to go on the bus. I was like, okay. So we had to wait outside and they talked to us about, you know, stuff, about how it's important to have, you know, a, a belief in God and all this kind of stuff. was like, oh, this is, this is, uh, just, just get on with it. I want to get on the bus. I want to get on the bus. I want to get on the Jesus bus. Please let me on the bus. I want to meet Jesus on the bus. And um, <laughs> so what happened was, my lesson finished. I didn't get to go on the bus. I was like, you're joking me. I've been patiently sitting here. Waiting for you to finish talking so I can get on that bus. Because I've been told there's all fun things on there. There's a computer on that bus. Computers shouldn't be on buses. This was the 90s. There was no such thing as a computer on a bus, you know? Buses for commuting to and from places, you know? But there we go. It's just one of them things, you see. And it's, just, it's very disappointing. And I never did get to go on that bus. Although I did once go on a bus. This was like really many, many years ago. And it was an actual computer bus. And they had computer games. They had like Amigas and all this kind of stuff. And I played Worms on there. It's like, oh my goodness, I'm playing Worms on a bus, on an Amiga. Yeah, you're probably thinking, what on earth are you talking about? But the most important thing is that it's now time for Tarot and Tea. It's a beverage and divinity. Ooh. So for those of you who don't know what this is, this is basically, I'm going to read a tarot. Um, it's not for anyone specific this may be for you maybe for somebody else maybe for your dog we just don't know but basically i'm gonna just shuffle the cards and i'm gonna draw three cards and it's gonna be basically be the past the present and the future so basically the past maybe will it'll ring a bell for you somebody else i don't know but it's you know important to remember this is just a bit of bit of fun so don't worry about that too much um but before i do that there's two parts to this there's, there's also tea there's tarot and there's tea so let me just grab my tea. This tea here is a uh, Twinings uh, Saint Clements. I've definitely had this before, but um, I, w- I don't remember being that impressed. But let's see if I'm impressed this time. Mm, it's not too bad. I do like the fruit teas. The fruit teas are sort of a nice little, I don't know, like a, an alternative to a, you know, a caffeine-ridden thing. But there we go. Each their own. So I remember, you know, people let it cool down like an iced tea. They they make fruit tea and they let it cool down like it's an iced fruit tea. Just get some cordial. Anyway, so we're going to draw the first card. The first card is... The Four of Cups. So on this card I see a man sitting under a tree. And he's sitting there with his three cups. He's sitting there cross-legged. And there is a cloud and a hand is handing him the fourth cup. So maybe, you know, there's been, you know, you've got, you know, you've basically got a load of cups and one maybe broke and you're like, ah, sitting under this tree, I need four cups. I like things being even. And then from out of nowhere, a cup appears from a cloud. So basically, you know, if you, I don't know, that's a difficult one, if I'm completely honest. A cloud hand. Maybe it's God. Ooh, maybe maybe God's given you a cup. Your cup will overflow. Maybe. We don't know. But if you've been sitting under a tree and you've been given a cup, maybe this is for you. So, ooh, sassy. So this is the page of swords. This is the present. So if, in the past, if you um, were given a gift of a cup... Um, uh, the page of swords basically it's a gentleman uh, standing there uh, with a sword in the air his hair blowing in the breeze there's lots of clouds in the background it seems very windy obviously because his hair is blowing in the breeze there's some birds in the sky so basically you know if uh, you know you've i don't know you're just overcoming uh obstacles and just basically being buffeted by life in general you know the wind the wind being the the life being buffeting on the you know but you're standing there proud of what you've achieved with your sword and your red boots and your yellow tights. And uh, yeah. So here we go. So if you've been, you know, buffeted by the wind or life and you've uh, recently been given a cup, your future could hold for you the f- Eight of Pentacles. So what I see here is a gentleman making pentacles. Uh, and he's basically sitting there. Making the eighth pentacle. So it's basically a lot of this is to do with, uh, I don't know, work towards a goal of getting four, and then you got eight. Oh my goodness, that's half. Oh, the Illuminati is real. Four and eight, four and eight equals twelve. Twelve divided by four is three. Ah, my mind is blown. The Illuminati is real. Um, so yeah. So basically, uh, hard work will, you know, you may be given things, but it's also uh, worth working on things to complete. Uh, your goals so you know if you've been you know finding it a bit difficult to go through life at the minute um and you've you've been handed things before it may be time to start working on those things yourself because uh yeah you know that's just that's advice today so uh yeah this has been tarot and tea it's a beverage and divinity so yeah anyway i'll be back after this very very short break If you have any thoughts, comments, or questions, please do not hesitate to send them to show at maninaroom.co.uk. Living is easy with eyes closed, misunderstanding all you see. It's getting hard to be someone, but it all works out. That doesn't matter much to me. Uh, Those are the words there from Strawberry Fields Forever, which, as you are well aware, is 54 years old. How crazy is that? Now, the thing is with that song is that it's one of the first Beatles songs I ever heard knowingly. Like, I've obviously heard of the Beatles and that kind of stuff, but it was the first time I ever heard an actual proper Beatles song. I was like, this is a Beatles song. Let me listen to it. And it just blew my mind. Genuinely, it blew my mind. I actually remember uh, purchasing it from a shop shop. not a shop. It was a market stall, and basically had a bunch of records. And they actually had a Beatles. And they actually had Beatles records. And you have to bear in mind, this was the nineties, so there wasn't no such thing as the internet and ways of basically easily accessing Beatles stuff like songs. You know, you couldn't be like, "Oh, well, let me just download that." No, you couldn't. There's no downloading. There's you literally have to go out and physically get a copy of it. And it was an interesting time. So me seeing Strawberry Fields Forever. For sale. I was like, "Oh my goodness!" So I purchased it. I think it was maybe something like seven quid. I seem to remember that. Uh, it's in the seaside town of Cromer. Um, I've never visited there, uh, but I got it from Cromer. And uh, I remember like looking at it on the way home in the in the car. But I can't wait to listen to this kind of thing, you know. And uh, listening to him, like, "Wow, that is something special. That is really something special." um fun fact the reason why i purchased it was because it is uh, one of the cheaper ones that i could actually afford um but anyway um so you know i remember listening to it and thinking that was just like it's just not like nothing that i'd ever heard before um because obviously my my parents record collection didn't have that in it they had stuff like the monkeys and like t-rex and all this kind of stuff so listening to stuff that is actually like proper quality not to say that t-rex isn't quality the monkeys they ain't quality but to hear something of such quality it's just like, it's just nuts, and it's just one of those things where it's just I don't know there's another memory that I have actually attached to it now the reason why is because I have memories of my brother singing strawberry fields forever. I just to remember him singing strawberry fields forever when we went strawberry picking uh, we used to go strawberry picking as kids um and uh yeah, so we used to every summer in sort of June, July, we'd go out picking strawberries and my brother would always start a rendition of Strawberry Fields Forever and I never knew what the song was, so you can imagine my surprise seeing it for sale in, a, in a, some sort of market and be like, yeah, look at this. this, this is cool, and uh yeah, it's just it's actually just crazy to think that how much that song means to me, considering that it was one of the first, so, had I listened to a different Beatles song, would it have it all turned out differently? We don't know. But anyway, it's actually quite an interesting story attached to it, which I'm going to call uh, baloney on. So basically, the story goes that they're recording it, and John Lennon was all like, "Oh, I like this sound. This sounds pretty good, doesn't it?" And it basically had this this whole. I think it was at this time, like the, the very famous the like the mellotron flutes, the the do, 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 that, that that very famous bit of Feels Forever," and uh, so they recorded the, the entire song and he really liked it. And then he's like, oh, I don't know. So he basically re-recorded it again, and uh, but this time he didn't record it uh, th- in the same speed, even in the same pitch. For some reason, he changed key and speed. He made it quicker, and he also made it change pitch. And uh, he really liked that version of it. It's like an upbeat version of it, and you know. So then he's like, oh, I don't like. I like that bit, and I also like that bit. Can you try and put them together, please, George Martin? And George Martin's like, well, they won't fit, will they? Because one's in a different pitch and, you know, one uh, one is slower. So it's not really going to work, is it? And um, John Lennon apparently famously said, you can sort it out. And apparently they slowed down the faster one. And miraculously, are you ready for this? Are you ready for this? Right. It actually uh, matched pitch and speed. Crazy. And uh, it's sort of like one of those famous legendary tales of the Beatles' magic in, in work. But my thing is, my theory about this, is that they had experimented with this kind of technology before. Such as, um, there's a famous song of theirs called In My Life. There's this weird harpsichord bit in the middle. But it's actually a piano sped up. And because they had a thing called a vary speed, so basically they knew that it was possible to slow and speed things up and you know, it was very much possible that they found the pitch that worked and then John Lennon was like, right, let's play this song, this, this," and then we can slow it down and make it sound all weird um, because legend has it, right? I don't know if you know this. I'm going to keep this down between me and you, obviously, right? But apparently the Beatles just like taking drugs. Now, the reason why I bring this up is because there's apparently a very famous thing that happens when you take LSD. I've never had LSD, by the way. Um, but there's like a moment where things just click, they click, and apparently, that's what happens in "Strawberry Fields Forever." If you listen to the song, fifty-nine seconds in is where the edit happens, and once you hear it, you can't unhear it. And it basically the entire mood of the song changes. And uh, apparently, that's supposed to replicate LSD. Um, but yeah, and uh, yeah, it's just ah, oh, it's just it's just an amazing song. If you haven't listened to it, please give it a listen. It's just fantastic, and. Um, well, it's actually quite funny, also, because like I said, um, I want to just you know d- paint the picture for you for this. This was the '90s, yeah, uh, and so there was no internet and all this kind of stuff. And I remember um, we went to this other market, and uh, I bought this book, just a basically a bunch of random. This is just basically buy secondhand books and this kind of stuff. And uh, there was one about the Beatles that I purchased, and it mentioned there about the the famous "Paul is dead" thing. Now, I've mentioned this before in the podcast, and I'm really I'm fascinated by the Paul is dead thing. But apparently there's like, oh, if you one of the clues is if you listen to the end of Strawberry Falls Forever, you can hear John Lennon say, I buried Paul. I was like, nonsense. Nonsense. So I remember getting home, <laughs> like literally reading this book, like, oh my goodness, this is amazing in the car. Again, waiting to get back to this record. This is gonna be amazing. So I get home, I pop it on, listen to I turn up really loud on the record player. This was the 90s. I maybe a bit dated to be listening to a record player, but I still have one, so shush. I still have that copy of Strawberry Fields forever, actually. Anyway, turn it up. Oh, he says, I buried Paul. Oh, he said, I buried Paul. That's crazy. Oh, I buried Paul. Um, but it turns out he's actually saying cranberry sauce um, because, you know, strawberries, cranberries. It's just and trying to be funny, more or less. But anyway... Um, yeah, it's just uh, it's just one of those songs that I can listen to a million times that never gets boring, and uh, yeah, so many memories of that that song because I actually remember there was this weird '90s version of it as well by a band called Candy Flip, and you know it, the Beatles famously wouldn't let people cover it. Uh, or not, not cover it. Cover their songs pretty much. They wouldn't. It wasn't something that they let people do often. So this weird '90s band called Candy Candy Flips. I think with a Z, possibly. I don't know. I might be thinking of Pretzel Flips. You know, the the lovely, delicious pretzels covered in white fudge or chocolate. Mm-mm-mm. Do you know what? I do like a pretzel flip. Do you know what? For many years, they just didn't have pretzel flips for sale. And it drove me mad because they're really, really nice. I used to love them as a kid. And I was like, yeah, this is cool. And they brought them back again. they're really expensive. They taste exactly the same, but they're really expensive. They need to bring back, right, they were called sundog cheesy popcorn. I think that's they were called sundog. or Sun sundog or moondog. One, a, a, a type of dog to do with the, with the sun or the moon. And they basically just sold cheesy popcorn. Why don't they sell cheesy popcorn? Can someone please tell me? And write to I don't know whoever is in charge of popcorn. Dear Mister Popcorn, please may you bring back cheesy popcorn. Yours, me. Uh, or to the the, che- the cheesy popcorn board, uh, care of oh, I don't know some some place in the Midlands. <laughs> they have probably got a lot of stuff on their plate at the minute. But you know we should try and get a cheesy popcorn back. And just reduce the price of pretzel flips. Yeah. that'd be That's what we need to do. So anyway, this band covered it and it was alright. Anyway, um, this has just been me waffling on now, so I do apologise. I'll be back again next week for another one of these episodes. And uh, until then, I guess this is me probably saying goodbye. Goodbye. Who is the man? Where is the room? It's some guy you've never heard of in a room you've never been in. For more information, head over to maninaroom.co.uk.